It's good to be with you today. My name is Brian. I'm on staff here at Highland Park, and we have kind of a special day planned for you because we're going to get out of here a little bit early and give you all some time to go explore and, uh, and visit with uh, some of our ministries and ministry team leaders. And so we thought that would be helpful, especially if you have kids. We're going to give you time to go visit with ministry team leaders before you have to pick up your kids so that you'll actually get to have a conversation, right? And so that's part of the plan today. So um, uh, the, the preaching time today is going to be a little bit shorter um, because we want to give time to that, but the preaching time is going to be important. And so if you have your Bibles, please turn to Acts chapter 2. Uh, we're going to be in uh, Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4 for, um, for a few moments this morning. Uh, and as you're doing that, uh, I want to tell you that the vision of Highland Park Christian Church is to help people love God, love others, and serve together. It's pretty simple. Jesus said the greatest, command, greatest commandments were love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. He also said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And so as a church family, everything that we do is uh, kind of funnels underneath this, that we want to help people love God, love others, and serve together. And that means that if you buy into this vision, part of your vision in life is to help your family and your friends and your neighbors and people all over the world also love God, grow in their love for God, grow in their love for others, and to be able to serve together. God created us in those ways. And so um, uh, this morning, we want to look at these verses in Acts chapter 2 and 4, because sometimes to try to figure out where you're going, you need to look back at where you've been. And so we're not going to look back just six decades or so of when Highland Park began. We actually want to look back at when the church began. Because if we see the priorities of the first church, we'll see the priorities of our church today in 2019. Okay? So in Acts chapter 2, what had happened was it was the first sermon really kind of preached since Jesus had left. He had ascended. Of course, the Spirit, his Spirit was with us. Um, and still is today, but Jesus had died, rose again, spent about a little over a month with the disciples, and many people saw him, and then he ascends to heaven, and then there's this great big festival with hundreds of thousands of people in Jerusalem. The disciples get up and they begin to preach, and there's all these different people there from different countries, different languages, but they're all hearing the sermon in their own language. There's a miracle happening there, and uh, it says the people are cut to the heart, and they say, how can we be saved? And Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, and you'll have your sins forgiven and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's where I want to get to about verse 41, after thousands of people uh, are baptized that very day. Let's see what the church did. Verse 41. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So the church began 3,000 people all at once, dripping wet. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those 
who are being saved. Now turn over a page or so in your Bibles to Acts chapter 4, and the very end of that chapter also gives us just this little snapshot of what it was like to be part of the early church. Verse 32. All the believers were one in heart and mind. Repeat that with me. They were one in heart and mind. They were one in heart and mind. That's what we desire as a church family, to be one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were, there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the cells, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Do you get this glimpse of what the early church was like? I mean, they, they said, nothing's mine anymore. Everything belongs to the Lord. So anything that I need to give, I'll give it. I want to meet needs around me. And uh, what we kind of see is this progression is they were baptized and they were devoted and they were one in heart and mind. And in some ways, you think about baptized, this next sermon series we're going to jump into here next week is all about being soaked with the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And being baptized is you are soaked suddenly in Jesus Christ. Everything is different about you. And you're fully devoted. And to be one in heart and mind where it's not 3,000 people and then 4,000 individuals all doing their own thing and every once in a while hanging out together. It's like they're moving as one together, working together, one heart, one mind, thinking the same way about uh, their devotion to Jesus Christ and to the church and to people who are in need. We desire to be a church like that. And so uh, I just began kind of sketching out several weeks ago, what, what does Acts 2 and, and Acts 4, what do those chapters look like if you just kind of put them and align them with our vision statement? And so I played around with that just a little bit. And I want to share that with you. Uh, our, the first part of our vision statement is we want to help people love God. Well, what were they doing in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4? They were learning. They were studying. They were teaching, devoted to the scripture. I mean, they wanted to keep learning and growing for a lifetime. They were praying. They were praising. They were giving. So in this sermon series we're going to launch next week, we want to encourage you uh, to, to jump in both feet with us. We're going to give you a scripture reading guide next week. And we're going to do this a little bit different than we've done it in the past. But the goal is going to be that we'll, we'll study a text together on a Sunday morning. And our hope is that a lot of you will be involved in a small group that will then discuss some of that text along with what you've been reading. And then throughout the week, you'll read scriptures that that will hopefully make more sense to you and come alive to you because of what we've studied and discussed and prayed about together. And so uh, the, the reading guide is one to one and a half to two chapters a day. It's not a great big bunch, and it's not a whole bunch of discussion questions. Each week has about three questions for you to be kind of wrestling with all week. And so we're going to cover a lot of ground, though. If you do this with us, after 10 weeks, you will have read studied the book of Romans, Acts, 1 Corinthians, Ephesians, and 1 Peter. And you're like, whoa, that's too much. One, two chapters a day. 
will get us through that. And so we want to have this time where we study and unpack God's word and we cover some, some deep things. But then as you read through, you're like, oh, yeah, justification. I see it right here, Romans 8, as we read through that because we've already preached and talked about it before. So we want to help prepare you in your reading time together because we want to help you every time you come on Sunday morning to leave loving God a little bit more. And through the week, we want you to love God as you read the scriptures and interact with scriptures and as you pray and you're with a small group and with your family, that you're loving God more and more and more. It never ends. It just keeps growing. The second part of our vision is uh, we want people to love others. It's impossible for you to love God without loving other people. It's just the way it is. And God said, if you, if you, hate, if you hate your brother, you hate me. And by the way, who's your brother? Everybody. <laughs> Who's your neighbor? Everybody. And so God has called us to love people. And so all throughout our life, God is working on us to love people that maybe we did not love before. And maybe people that we love right now, God wants us to grow in that love. And sometimes you think, man, I've loved somebody so much, there's no way I could grow in my love for them. You can, right? Because God keeps working on our hearts to love people. And one of the primary ways that we're encouraging people to do that is to be part of a small group where they can be with people and love others. So I want to invite Connor and Allie to come up because uh, they're going to share a little bit about their small group experience with us. And as they're coming up, um, I, I almost had to ask you to not come because I heard that you lost your daughter in Muskogee. Um, so their daughter's best friend, they didn't really do this, but their daughter's best friend walked in this morning and saw Connor and said, hey, hey, where's, where's Kobe? Because they're like best buds. And Connor's like, well, she's not here. She's in Muskogee. And Evelyn, her best friend, said, like, you lost her? <laughs> so Evelyn, Connor's not on her good side anymore. So I thought that was interesting. That was the first assumption she made of you. So it's the mustache coming in. Is what it... <laughs> uh, um, Connor and Allie have been part of Highland Park for a number of years and serve in different ways, lead our outreach team. But I asked them to share a little bit about small groups. Because we just had a conversation, well, we've had lots of conversations about small groups. And sometimes when we're talking, I've just thought, man, I wish that everybody could hear what they just said. Uh, because I think they have a perspective that is really true, really based in reality, but sometimes people don't believe it until maybe they've heard it from someone who's experienced it. And so tell us just a little bit about your small group experience. Uh, so one of our early experiences that we had with our small group uh, was as everyone kind of came together, got to know each other better, and we started sharing in some of the life-changing events that were going on um, throughout our lives, and we found that just about everyone in the group um, was dealing with something very serious. And some of those were good things and some were bad things, um, but it just felt like a, a God's intervention in our lives to bring us all together, um, to, to have that support system. Um, now looking back, it really feels like if you take a three to six month window of any of our lives, we're probably going to hit some pretty big uh, milestones. And I think, I think it's just important for us to be together and knowing that, um, you know, we all might have great friendships, um, great families. Uh, but I think knowing that it's still pretty easy for me to say definitively that you don't know what you're missing out on unless you're a part of that. Yeah. And one of the things that um, I remember when you first were part of a small group, you were a little hesitant that it be multi-generational. And we kind of talked through that, and then you're, you have a whole different perspective a couple years later. So does one of you want to share just a little bit about... <laughs> I'll start and you finish. 
So I love Brian's sermon. Sometimes I, I let her go first. I'm gonna always we'll do marriage counseling tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it with you once. It didn't take, Brian. That's on you. Uh, so I love Brian's sermon where he paralleled um, life's journey with the Appalachian Trail. And one of the things he commented on was, if your goal in life is to hike 2,200 miles of the Appalachian Trail, um, you should probably seek wise counsel of someone that's been on it for a while. Um, And I also think if you've been on it for 1,000 miles and you still have 1,200 to go, maybe the encouragement and vigor of someone who's just starting out would be very helpful for you as well. Um, So I kind of love that analogy, and I feel like we brought that into our small group, and it was incredible. Um, so I think I can say, uh, for all of us who were in that first small group that when we were all first in this room, you know, we didn't all know each other and we saw all the different ages and it was kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, <laughs> you know, like what do we have in common with these people? And it was really, um, it was really awesome to see how God brought us all together. And like you said, you know, we were, we had people who were older and people who, who were younger who were both dealing with, um, like, a parent getting remarried and, and came about from different circumstances, but they were able to lean on each other through that. And, you know, we had just had Campbell at one point, and he could have these crying fits, and, and one of the ladies stopped by after work one day, and both of our parents live out of town, and she just... She just came and held Campbell and just gave us a break, and I'm crying. <laughs> but that's what small group does, guys. Like, she just came and, and loved on us and helped us, and I know there were tons of people on the audience who would do that for us, but we haven't, when you have that relationship, you know, we didn't even have to say, like, that's what we needed. She just knew we were tired and we just needed someone. So... You guys need to be a part of a small group. One of the interesting things that happens when different generations are together is if parents have small kids, they're dying for a break from their small kids. And if adults, right, typically? That's why we we lost our child. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If, If adults don't have small kids in their life, what are they dying for? to hang out with a, with a kid, right? And you put those two things together and you're like, oh, this makes complete sense. And I remember times walking into our small group with little children at different times, different years, where it, um, in a nice way, several of the older adults were almost fighting for our kids, that, for their attention. And that's exactly what we want, you know? And where we were like, yeah, you can have them for a little bit. We're, we're worn out. We're tired. We didn't sleep last night. They were, you know, in, in that stage of life. And then um, we're big fans of small groups being diverse in a lot of different ways. So there's some married folks. There's some single folks. There's pe- people from different walks of life, different cultural backgrounds. Any, the more of that diversity, the richer it becomes because God created all people, and all of us have different backgrounds, and all people can help us see who God is and can point us there. Um, if I can just kind of ask you one last thing maybe to share. You've told me that there's one thing that many of your friends, whether they're church friends or unchurched friends, 
Um, and you have a lot of both, but one thing that they're lacking and they're looking for, um, you know what that is, Ellie? You know where I'm going I here? I know where you're going. Um, another thing that uh, I had a whole other end to my thing a minute ago, but I was crying, so <laughs> ditched it. Um, another reason why it's multi-generational for um, me is awesome to see is there, um, we had some younger people in our group who were um, new in their marriage, and we had a one girl in our group who um, wasn't even engaged yet, and she um, loved, she at one point told us she loved hearing, you know, the stories, and um, we did a relationship study um, because she said, you know, I know that that's in my future, and that's really neat to see, and then we have got some younger, newer couples that maybe don't have um, Christian, like, uh, role models in their life, like maybe their parents have been divorced for a long time or don't go to church. And so for some younger couples to be in a group with some older couples that um, can show them what a godly marriage looks like, um, to me is one of the neatest parts. You know, I, I have parents that are together and are great role models when it comes to um, living their life for the Lord, but it never hurts to have another couple in your life showing you that walk and reminding us to, you know, get our focus back in check or, you know, giving us someone to look up to. So is that what you're looking for? Absolutely. Would you guys give them a hand? Thank you guys for sharing. Um, the last part of our uh, vision statement is that we want to help people serve together. And we believe God created every person to serve. And so with our ministry team system that we have here, we have leaders. Some ministry teams have one leader. Some teams have two or three or four or five kind of co-leaders that share that together. And all of that is fine and good. And they all kind of work under the leadership um, with actually Dave Dunson and Connor Carlton are kind of working together to kind of provide leadership for our ministry teams and to help guide them. And we just want people to find a place where they can serve where God has gifted them, um, where they love to be. Maybe the, maybe the serving is hard, but you realize God created me for this. God created all of us in different ways, and we want you to find a place where you can serve. Um, and you don't have to commit to a ministry team and sign up for the next 10 years. Uh, we have people all the time say, hey, can I come shadow? Uh, at the food pantry or a youth mystery or children's mystery, see what this is like or come uh, run, see what the computer or the soundboard is like or whatever, just one time, absolutely. Come shadow, see what it's like, uh, come hang out, uh, see if, and then by watching that you'll think like, oh goodness, that is not for me. Great, because if it's not for you, we don't want you on that team, okay? <laughs> we don't want a grumpy person around kids all the time, okay? We'd rather just like have you go find the place where you're gonna be fulfilled, but you might walk away being like, oh, God made me for that. And when you can do that, that's a beautiful thing that God has actually, the service isn't just about trying to give something to somebody else. That's what the focus is, it's to, to honor God, it's to worship God. But God does this beautiful kind of backwards things inside of us that when we serve and we care for other people, we actually are the ones blessed in that as well. And so it's a beautiful thing of how God created us. And so we want to encourage everyone. When you think about our ministry teams as well, many of them are very diverse, multi-generational people from different backgrounds. And so when somebody is sick, who are the people most apt to care for that person? 
small group, Bible study, ministry team. Write the people that already know them. You probably don't want a whole bunch of complete strangers walking into your hospital room, right? That's when you put the do not disturb thing up, uh, right? But the people you love and that know and care for you are there for you and to celebrate good times and to be with bad times and ministry teams and small groups all kind of do that. And uh, we realize that not everybody can be part of one or, or of, of those two things, but within how we see Highland Park moving on in the future and just some of the constraints we have with a parking lot issue over here maybe in the future and a whole bunch of different things, we, we just really wanna encourage everyone to be part of the life of Highland Park by being here on Sunday mornings and being part of a small group. And maybe you're part of another Bible study or class or something else. And that, we, don't want to, we don't want you to stop. We don't want, we're not saying quit all of that. But we're saying think about being part of something that lets you be around those who, who in this way that you can be part of the family of Christ and to serve. So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to invite all of our ministry team leaders to just come up here and, uh, and maybe stand right here up at the front. And we're going to have a prayer time for them in a moment so that if the elders want to go ahead and come up here. They're going to pray for them. So ministry team leaders, go ahead and show a little leadership here. Go ahead and walk up here. And we're going to see. Um, yeah, we can clap for them. Go ahead and come on up. Yeah, maybe if, maybe if you can stand on this first step here, if you're okay doing that. There's a lot of them. Okay, and I'm just going to introduce all of them to you very quickly. So when I introduce you, wave your hand real big, okay? So everyone can see you, uh, because I want them to at least be able to lay eyes on, maybe they're already thinking about a certain ministry or helping in a certain way. Um, and then you'll be able to interact with all of these folks here in just a moment. Um, so you're gonna all get a booklet that shares all about all of our ministries. And that's what I'm kind of going to just go by right now. But our 220 food pantry helps feed needy and those in need. So if you're one of those leaders, raise your hand. we got Liz over here, and I think Mary is not here today. But David and Jennifer, Neil, Jan, we kind of have a big... Um, is Mary here? Yes. Oh, there's Mary right there. Hi, Mary. Um, if you're interested in the food pantry, you can see them. We have an art group ministry that does great artwork Tuesday evenings. And Nina, Jan, and Jerry all help co-lead that. Uh, wave if you guys are here. Our children's ministry, Michelle Warden is here. And um, if you would, you can find her. We have a communion ministry. And Matt Lahmeyer is not here today. And I don't know if somebody's standing in for him or not. But you can find any of us at the office. Kelly. Kelly's going to be standing there. <clears throat> Perfect. If you're interested in helping us uh, get communion together, prepare communion, serve it, and such. Connecting Point is a place where our guests always go so that they can feel cared for and people can answer questions. And Dane and Kathy are standing down here, and they lead our Connecting Point ministry. Facility ministry takes care of the three facilities that we have on this campus. And a lot of work goes into that. You can see Jerry if you uh, like to use your hands to fix things and help with things and organize things. Uh, our first alert ministry team, uh, Michael. Uh, and so they help keep us safe and, and make sure that all the needs are met. And if there's an emergency or medical need, this is a team that's always looking out and ready to respond in those ways. Um, our grief share ministry is led by Dave, and, and that helps folks who are um, trying to heal from a time of grief in their life. Guest services ministry is led by Shanna, 
And they are the, hey, welcome, we're so glad that you're here. And that first introduction is so important to folks as they come into our doors and handing out bulletins and helping them uh, find where they would like to go if they have kids or whatever. That's just a really important part. The Highlanders ministry led by Tom goes and sings in nursing homes in the area is a great ministry here. John 316 mission um, goes uh, to serve. Vivian is over there uh, and leads that and goes to serve, uh, help serve dinners at John 316. The kitchen ministry uh, is led by Marilyn Sullivan and uh, uh, helps take care of our kitchen needs and food functions that are sometimes here and making sure the supplies are there and, um, and leading that. Our learning school ministry, uh, Angie Crosser, Lynn Lahmeyer, and Lisa Stewart uh, all uh, co-lead that, our preschool that's here, and, and would love to have some volunteers join with them as well. Uh, Marilyn also leads our memorial dinners ministry, and so when somebody has a funeral or memorial service, we're able to provide oftentimes a meal for them, but that takes some organization. And so if you like to cook at home and could bring meals for that or help serve the meals here, let Marilyn know. Uh, our missions ministry, um, Dave and Phyllis are both here and representing leading in that, and uh, uh, we serve missionaries all over the world uh, through the missions team. Uh, we have a, an office helps ministry, and Linda is here on staff with us, and if uh, every week we have people who come and help fold bulletins or maybe help send out letters or newsletters and do th- uh, kind of office help things one or two afternoons a week, depending on the week. And so we'd love to have you help with there. Our outreach ministry led by Allie and Connor, and they do a lot of the big events like Day of Serving and Fall Fun Fest and also the HP 101 luncheon that happens. And if you're interested in outreach, uh, see them. Also stop by the table if you want to find out the theme of this year's Fall Fun Fest um, uh, trunk retreat. Uh, pastoral care ministry, Dave is here if if. Uh, you want to uh, partner with him in Stephen ministry or caring for people um, or in some of our programming for seniors, then we would love for you to do that as well. We have a quilting group ministry. Michelle Gill leads that. And so if quilting is up your alley, then we would love for you to see them. Uh, a small group ministry. Um, I and uh, Dane and Aiden uh, all co-lead that ministry, and so if you want to sign up for a small group, you can see us today, and if you're also interested in being part of the small group leadership team and helping us um, coach uh, small group leaders and such, then you can stop by the table today. Uh, Josh Seymour leads our special projects ministry. Where's Josh? You're right here. And so when somebody has a need, like perhaps they are going to be in a wheelchair for a while, this team has gone and built a ramp that goes right into their front door or done some big building projects and things like that. Also, they've done some of those big projects here around the church building. And so if you would like to be part of that, then see Josh. Um, Stephen ministers, uh, see Dave, but they, Stephen ministers walk beside people uh, who are in a time of struggle. And so if emotional and count, uh, kind of counseling gifts are in, in your wheelhouse, see, see him. Our stewardship ministry, Fred Boyd is right over here who leads that, uh, helping manage wisely the finances at Highland Park. And then Matt also, Matt Lamar leads our Thanksgiving dinner, and Kelly uh, will be here. But that's a big one-time thing that happens each year, a, a big, important tradition at Highland Park. Gabriella leads our worship arts ministry team, and so that involves if you are musical or technical um, or enjoy serving and helping in one of those ways, see her. Uh, Matt Crosser leads our youth ministry team with, that would be middle school through high school team. 
And so these are the ministry team leaders, and I just want to read a verse uh, that we want to kind of make our prayer uh, today from Ephesians 4. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I'll ask the elders just to lay hands on someone in front of them there, and we just want to pray for them. And as a congregation, if you would uh, join with me and join your hearts, and we just want to pray together for everyone here. Lord, we, we ask your blessing upon uh, this group of leaders uh, who's committed and sacrificed selflessly to lead so that others can experience the fulfillment and the joy in serving, so that needs can be met, so that people can hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. We pray your blessing on them, your wisdom in them, your love and guidance in them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So our ministry team leaders, I'm gonna go ahead and dismiss you to head to the activity center so you can be right there. And... um, just to let our, uh, our folks collecting the, the offering time, you can go ahead and be ready. We're going to collect uh, the offering here in just a few moments. Uh, we wanted you to know if um, you would like to on your Connect card. Everybody has a Connect card in their bulletin or in the seat back in front of them. And you can mark if you would like to take a next step at Highland Park. If You can mark uh, for small group or for ministry teams there. Or if you'd like to do that next door, you can certainly do that here in a few moments. Also, we have a thing called HP 101. If you're new to Highland Park, we would love to have a time just to get to know you. It's a free lunch. Uh, that we're going to offer here in a couple of Sundays, and it happens right afterwards, and we just kind of let you know how you can be part of Highland Park and be with us. Um, Also, I wanted to let you know that uh, we would love for you to join us next Sunday. Uh, Our youth ministry is going to be providing a pasta lunch fundraiser for youth ministry mission trip, and one of the great things about this is it raises some money for our youth. But it's just a great time of fellowship for everybody as well. And so those just work on a donation basis. If you have money that you can donate, great. If you don't, we still want you to join us. But it's just a great time of fellowship. uh, And that'll happen right after next Sunday. We're also going to have a dessert auction. And if you want to be part of that dessert auction, write the word dessert on your Connect card. And Matt will follow up with you to tell you how to do that this week. So good are people who like to bake and make desserts and such. Let him know about that. Well, one of the ways that we can be united in uh, mind and heart is through giving. And so in a moment, we're going to have a time of giving. And we don't want you to feel pressure. If you're a guest, don't feel some kind of pressure from us. But giving is one of the ways that we're united together, that we meet needs, that we feed people, that we share the gospel with others, that we support missionaries around the world. And so you can give um, by dropping something in the tray when it comes by. There's some electronic ways that you can give as well. Um, for anybody that would like to participate uh, with us. So I'm going to pray, and then uh, we'll pass the offering trays around, and if you can also drop your Connect card in there, um, we would appreciate that. Lord, we thank you for your love for us, and we thank you for providing, and we thank you for how when we give in a whole lot of different ways, our hearts are united together, and that's what we desire. We pray that you would take care of the needs of Highland Park today and moving forward so that we can minister to people Uh, in this church family, in this neighborhood, the city, and all around the world. In Jesus' name, amen.
So in, in a couple minutes, uh, we're going to be dismissed. And what we'll just ask you to consider doing is to head right next door. Just go out this door and turn to the right and go into the Activity Center gym. And we have a ministry fair set up where all of the ministry team leaders are around a table. And if one of those ministries you're interested in, just stop by there and say, hey, can I talk to you about this? Or I'm interested in this. And again, you don't, you don't, you're not going to commit to something forever, but it's just a way to get information and maybe to put a face with the person who leads that. And maybe you've got some questions. Uh, also, when you walk out, uh, you'll be handed one of these. And it's just a catalog that details all of the ministries at Highland Park. Uh, what they do, who you can contact in case you forget, you know, somebody's name. You can look and find it here. It also has a little um, uh, assessment in the back to help you kind of find how did God create you to serve. And so we want everyone to pick up one of these uh, when you leave here in a couple moments. Um, since we are calling this Vision Sunday, we wanted just to share with you and give you a brief update. Um, as you know, uh, there's been some construction and some stuff happening in this just west of us, uh, the Zaro Foundation. And we thought originally that we were going to lose access to all of this parking by now. And as you notice, that hasn't happened. And um, we're not sure if that day is still going to come or not. Uh, I can tell you just to be praying um, that Dave and I have a meeting uh, with them here uh, in about three weeks uh, where we'll be just going to be visiting and kind of getting an update and uh, we not only are thinking about that just in terms of parking, but we're thinking in terms of partnering because a lot of the nonprofits moving in here, we want to partner with, we want to work with them. And Highland Park also cares for the neighborhood in some ways in which they don't. And we want to make sure they know about those ways so that we can be a resource to them and to the, to the ways that they're serving in the community. So with all that to, said, if you say, hey, what's going on with the parking lot? My answer is like, hmm, I don't know. Um, it's, uh, it's still there, and I still parked there this morning, so that's what I know. Uh, but uh, we're, we're continuing that dialogue with them, and uh, that day may come, and when that comes, we may need to make some programming and timing shifts here on a Sunday morning, but we've kind of aligned ourselves in a way so that we can do that pretty quickly. That's kind of how our whole program works right now is that it's flexible, and so uh, that's what's happening with that. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us, and then we'll just dismiss you, hopefully to head over to the, to the ministry fair. I would remind you in about 15 minutes, if you have children, go get them. Um, don't forget about them. But then if you want to, come back upstairs. Uh, we're in no hurry to leave. And so uh, just if you have kids, go get them at a, you know, a little after 1140 or so. Uh, go snag your kids, and then you can come back upstairs with them and continue talking with people. So let me pray for us. God, thank you for this uh, kind of fun and special day that we do here once a year, something kind of different and like this, just to think about what's ahead for us as we love each other and as we care for one another, as we take part in ministry. And I pray for anyone here who um, may not be connected, uh, may not be serving in a way right now. I pray that today would at least start that journey for them because you, you created us to be in community you created us to love people and to be loved by people. You created us to serve. And I pray that we can help some people find those places uh, that will be just right for them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs>